Welcome to the podcast! Each episode will feature all three of us talking about outrageous sounding events or people in history. But the twist is, one of us is telling a completely fabricated story, while the rest of us are telling the truth. At the end of each episode, it is up to the group to vote on whose story is the most outrageous, and which one we think is true. I'm Ivan. I'm Davis. And I'm Bum. Welcome to the So There Was Podcast. I guess I'm starting. Okay, this story is simply known as the Mad Gasser of New England. It's a real-life supervillain story. That makes sense. That occurs uh, during World War II in New England of all places. Let me find it, though. That's in not. That's not in England, right? It's the New England it's in America. New England. Yeah, that's in the U.S. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay, so there was this time when a sleepy New England town was attacked by a real-life supervillain. Police and local news reports the first attack of these uh, gas, serial gas attacks occurred on December 22, 1933, in Baudutort County, Virginia. Baudutort. It's, oh, it's kind of French, okay. so it's weird. Uh, in Virginia, at the home of the Huffman family. There was a total of eight people in the Huffman household. Uh, some of the names of the family members were not released to the press for privacy reasons, but we do know that around 10 o'clock in the evening of the day that this incident occurred, Mrs. Ashby Huffman, the mother of the household, reported feeling nauseated by a foreign smell. Okay, yeah, so just... everyone in the house remarked at the bad smell, but they went to bed, right? Mm -hmm. But except Mr. Uh, Cal Huffman, the father of the household, who stayed to see if the gasser or... Whoever was responsible for the smell would return. And 30 minutes later, Mr. Huffman reported a cloud of gas filling the living room. Hmm. Well, he could actually see the gas. Yeah, he said he saw and smelled the gas. So uh -huh. it, it was at this time he called the police and an officer was dispatched to the house. And the guy's name was Officer Lemon. And <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. It, it was, it's weird. It, this is World War II. Like, pre-World War II, so everyone had weird names, apparently, <laughs> that are somewhat ironic. We have but, a weird last name. <laughs> so, so by the time uh, Officer Lemon arrived at the scene, both floors of the Hus uh, Huffman house had been filled with gas. Hmm. So all of the eight, uh, all of the eight members of the family were uh, affected by the gas. They had nausea, headaches, throat restriction. They were taken to the local hospital. Uh, it appears that one of their daughters, Alice, had uh, some sort of... Uh, seizures oh. or convulsions caused by the extreme stress of the gas attack but mainly was also caused by the throat restrictions and the nausea and headaches caused by the gas the diagnosis was given by dr sf driver wait so like no one died <laughs> no, no one, one died, died but no died? it was very inconvenient did they uh report what the gas smelled like or Smell they, like cyanide. In this report, they did not report the smell of the gas. Okay. No. Interesting. But it gets weirder later on. Uh, Dr. W.N. Breckenridge, who assisted the police in the investigation, could not determine the substance used in the attack. Uh, mm. Over the course of three months, ten gas attacks were reported from all over the, uh, the county area. Uh, things like faulty chimney fumes, gas leaks, and pollution were considered as causes for the nausea and headaches, and at the end of the three months, they did not find the gasser. Huh. And he was never heard from again. Oh, okay. But oddly enough, history repeated itself. <laughs> so in 1944, 11 years later, af uh, in, the, in the community of Mattoon, Illinois, experienced similar gas attacks with similar symptoms to the gas attack in Virginia. And the, these events were 11 years apart, and the cities were 634 miles away. Hmm. Hmm. Yep, it was the U.S. government. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm not so curious. This is, this is occurring World Conspiracy. War II, right? So the first Illinois gas attacks occurred before World War II. This uh, Mattoon gas attacks occurred during World War II. There were 25 reports of paralysis, nausea, headaches, but these were uh, vastly spread over mm. the air over the city area, and they were so. Uh, they could not pinpoint a central era where it happened, unlike the Illinois attacks. They were poorly documented, and mm. there was fast recovery from the victims. So everyone chalked this up to mass hysteria. And since World War II, right, everyone thought they were under attack by gas spies yeah. or Nazis or whatnot. Yeah, that would so, seem and about right. the news hyped it up, saying that they, the city was basically under attack by a chemical terrorist gasser. So the mad gasser was never caught. The police never took... Uh, any following reports seriously after that but the weird thing is if it was mass hysteria and if it was influenced by other news uh, it couldn't have been the Illinois gas attack because uh, it was so obscure and it was not widely reported it hasn't been explained how these two seemingly related events occurred okay Davis uh, what sources do you have so the sources I have are from uh, Illinois Times article by Cinda Klickna? Uh, it was published <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> May 1st, 2003, and it was regarding the case of the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. And uh, there's some other sources by a book called Unexplained... Wait, no, by a website called Unexplained America that's uh, run by Troy Taylor. And we have uh, a book reference uh, from the book The Mad Gasser of Botator. But, <laughs> but it actually happened, and there was two cases that were extremely similar that were 11 years apart. But no one died in any of this? No one died. Oh, okay. Well, so is that all? Yeah. That was interesting. That is all. Okay. Okay, Ivan, what do you have? So, I have... my Oh, well, my story is called the Tuskegee Studies Subject. The Tuskegee? The Tuskegee. Tuskegee, Alabama. Oh, it's not Tunguskee? <sighs> so, there was this freaky... No, not accident. This freaky <laughs> event that happened way back in uh, 1963 it was called the tuskegee incident it involved doctors trying a more humane way of serving out the death penalty in the state of alabama so peter uh peter buxton he was a uh, very dedicated to this project and he wanted to make sure that uh people who were sent to uh, death row uh instead of using like uh, lethal injections or like uh, hanging them or putting them that them putting the criminals inside the uh, the electric chair uh he wanted to find out a better way of uh killing uh he experimented on uh, cows and pigs starting off with animals and then uh he had found that uh through rigorous uh, trials and testing that uh he could sever all the neurological connections of the five senses thus giving the uh the patient or the subject a uh a more smoother way to go so to speak wait how did that how does that work you would cut off all the like starting at uh like presumably the brainstem i'm i, I didn't research like all of it because it's like all into like a neurological uh, brain surgery stuff, but like you cut off all the five senses, you know, like taste, smell, taste, smell, sight, touch, <laughs> sight. There's breathing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all five senses. Yeah, there, all five there's, senses. There's more than five. Well, there's, uh, yeah. Yeah, technically, yeah. On July fourteenth, nineteen fifty-six, the experiment was held in a warehouse in the city of Chance, Alabama, right next to the Alabama River, just a few miles south of Selma. And the experiment went as follows. So the subject was put to sleep and monitored. Uh, the subject was a Jeffrey Dahmer. And the, the two 
of the three doctors, the surgery uh, surgeons. It was uh, Paul Butchie and <laughs> Joseph Ransahoff. And there was a third guy, but like he wasn't mentioned. Uh, he wasn't identified by the eyewitnesses. So what happened, actually? So long story short, they cut off all of uh, his five senses. Wait, who? The, the doctors. So, uh, Wait, who was the patient? I just said Jeffrey, Je oh. Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, <laughs> Were you not oh, listening? Oh, okay. Yeah, so Jeffrey Dahmer was the uh, willing, willing, willing test subject. Who, who, according, according to the accounts of doctors Butchie and Ransahoff. Wait, so was Dahmer on death row? Or was he like... A different patient. No, he was a uh, he was a willing donor. Uh, you know how people don't. Okay. Don't yeah. So they <laughs> took away his eyesight through like his optic nerves, and then they took away his uh, sense of smell. And uh, let's see, one of the scientists, uh, Butchie, recounts Dahmer. Be oh wait, no. So long story short, they cut off all of his five senses, and then uh, the guys started doing some really weird stuff, like convulsing and whatnot. But then, like, once they had him under, uh, under sedatives, Butchie recounts, Dahmer began convulsing and speaking erratically, saying the weirdest things. After a minute, it seemed that Dahmer gathered his wits and regained the ability to speak. And after uh, those uh, few short minutes, he began uh, convulsing again, and uh, the doctors and the aides, they actually had to hold him down. So, uh, it says here in my notes, 10 minutes following the surgery, Dahmer began speaking a language no one could translate. Then he began to scream out, and Dahmer was heard saying that he could see images of unnamed figures, flashes of light, and even God at one point. So, yeah, he got really crazy. That does sound very crazy. <laughs> he got very crazy. Uh, and the surgeons did everything to try and calm the subject through uh, anesthetic. But Dahmer died shortly upon injection of sedatives. Okay. Ouch. So, yeah. So he the, OD'd. The, the dude died. <laughs> he died. <laughs> he died. That's... So, here we have the aftermath. Uh, one of the nurses had leaked to the local police department in Alabama of the unethical surgery, and so they basically, they cracked down on them, like, within uh, FBI style. a few days. I don't know, 1960. Yeah. 1956. They bum-rushed yeah, him. Yeah, 1956. Took him out on the street. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there are a crew of 15 men and women involved, in, including the surgeons, the the, uh, the brain surgeons, Paul Butchie and Joseph Ranzahoff, all of whom were, were arrested a few short days later. Uh, and... And the, and the head leader, uh, Dr. Peter Buxton, had fled Alabama just 24 hours after the experimental surgical procedure. So, yeah, he was expecting to get uh, called on. And so he just, uh, he booked it. He huffed it out of there as soon as, uh, as, as it was done. Uh, the story goes that the two surgeons, were, uh, the two surgeons uh, Butchie and Ransahoff, were sentenced to two life sentences each, but Ransahoff committed suicide in prison just five years later. And... Uh, for Buxton, the FBI had tracked him down to Huntsville, Texas, and uh, he killed himself too. That's sad. Okay. They all so died. <laughs> so uh, what? What I don't get is why did the why did you know Jeffrey Dahmer? It's a one-way trip, yeah. right? So it's why subject trip. yourself to an experimental procedure for for science? For science? I have no idea. Uh, okay. Didn't uh, say in uh, the article. Uh, moving on to what's your sources? My sources are the Business Insider. Uh, one of the titles is "Weird Historical Events That Would Break the Internet." Well, suppose it said today if there was internet. Uh, and then BigThink.com. It's a science website. Uh, and one of the titles is Seven Conspiracy Theories That Are Actually True and Cracked." Uh, cracked, uh, five insane doctors from history who put like cracked is the most cracked. reliable of all it's sources reliable. here. So I've I've only heard of Business Insider. I've never heard of the other two. What, what, what are, are the, the credibilities of the authors? 
Uh, the credibility is there for, like, if you will. Business Insider. Uh, I didn't get the person who wrote it because I forgot, Okay. as usual. Oh. Uh, he was written... It was written by a dude who, like, writes on the regular there. He works there, you mean? And correct. So I don't know who wrote it. Okay. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that was my story. Um... Yep, that's all I got. Uh, how about you, bum? What okay. you got? Okay, <laughs> so there was a proposal to make an expedition to the center of the Earth. Wait. Uh, this occurred near the end of John Quincy Adams' presidency. Okay, okay. so this is like That'll 18... Be... Wait, no, 7... Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, 1825 to eighteen. Okay, so this was during the mid-1700s, so 19... No, <laughs> So, uh, 1767, so near uh, John Quincy Adams' uh, presidency, uh, an army officer, uh, John Cleves Sims Jr., he approached uh, Congress to propose a journey to the center of the earth. So, uh, mm. Sims, or Symes, Sims Jr., uh, he was like heavily influenced by his father about hollow earth theory oh yeah, yeah. so yeah he believed like the earth had like multiple spheres Within so like spheres. yeah so then like mm -hmm. layers of earth Interesting. and he was an army officer so that's great yeah so he sense. wanted to <laughs> he wanted to go to try a journey to the center of the earth and and so he approached congress they didn't agree Obviously, oh. why not? Uh, but John Quincy Adams, he actually approved of the expedition <laughs> because if, if you okay. didn't know, John Quincy Adams, he also believed that the Earth was hollow. So when he heard of uh, Sims Junior's expedition, he was like, "Yeah, I approve of it." So, uh, okay. so he approved of the story, not a story. He approved Whoa. of the expedition. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it didn't get past Congress though. Right, you said yeah. that twice. <laughs> and uh, oh, the exp it. expedition, it never happened because uh, John Quincy Adams' uh, presidency, it ended already. Oh, oh 1829. So, so yeah, right. uh, but the plan was that Sims Jr. would lead an expedition of 100 men to the Arctic. Wow. Okay. Because he believed that there were openings at the Arctic and okay. the Antarctic. So he, was gonna, so he was going to So he was going to lead 100 guys to the Arctic and dig a hole. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like all died. <laughs> yeah, they would have all died. So oh, yeah. And then uh, Andrew Jackson, he was next, right? So right. when he became president, he immediately he shut down the expedition. He was <laughs> oh, like he was yes. like no, this is not worth it. Like, so yeah, that about? almost became a reality. And uh that's pretty much that's it. It was That's short. It? Yeah. Really? My, my, that, that, that was a short-lived dream. Yeah, it was, it was super short. But it was it's just it, instantly it's shot like, down it, by good old Jackson. Yeah. It was, like, really funny when I saw it. <laughs> I was like... Okay, so how, yeah. how did this come about? How do you know that yeah, this is true? Yeah, how did you find out about this? Okay, so... Wait, let me just list my sources. I got this. Uh, where I first found it was the Unbelievable Facts website submitted by a writer on the website who works there. Okay. And a Smithsonian website submitted by writer Marisa Fessenden. I think that's Marissa. Marissa Fessenden. Marisa. And uh, my third source was uh, That Interesting Website, also published by a person who was, like, unnamed. Oh. Yeah. So you have an unnamed source. No? But then the They're Smithsonian, named. though. No, the links no, are right here. No, like, yeah, and the, was it sometimes, like, on the, the blog thing, it only says, like, 
written by the same website. So they don't put, like, a name. Yeah, sometimes they don't give credit. Yeah. yeah. Because it's an uh, editorial feed. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It's really annoying when I'm trying to write my research yeah. paper. <laughs> let's uh, move on to discussion. Let's move on uh, to... Let's, let's go from yeah. left to right. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, me... You... I think that Ivan's is fake. It seems a bit... Uh, kind of vague. I guess. Vague? I mean, and... It is very... Well... Uh, yeah, I think the sequence of events, it kind of goes along too smoothly. Because, okay. you know, it's like, oh, scientist does, like, inhumane experiments. They get found out. Scientist le- flees, but then kills himself. Along with the other scientists who also work there. It's either, like, you didn't list, like, the en- in enough detail about, like, the doctors. Who documented this? Like, who oh, actually, it was, like, uh, yeah, reports where was, from like, the, uh, the police of uh, Alabama and FBI reports and also from the the articles that I got the articles that I got from uh, Business Insider and uh, well those are tertiary those are tertiary yeah yeah. but I I don't know because I think Ivan sounds fake yeah I'm kind of don't know between you two wow it's a toss up Mm. so well so I think it's bombs because uh, yeah, 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 it I just seems a little, uh, yeah, I, mm, a little wishy-washy. I thought I prepared better, but then yeah, more. yeah. One of the reasons was because like you started out like fresh clean, but then you but didn't then I was like, remember uh, the date. No, I didn't. I didn't put it in. It's not that. I don't yeah, remember. yeah. And because it said, "Oh, John Quincy Adams," I thought I I knew what like the okay. the dates were. But Inconsequential no. to okay. this investigation. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I could believe Davis's because, like, you know, I can believe that somebody would pull like an awful prank in like 1933. But uh, yours, I don't know. Seems a little simple. Well, so the thing about bum story is that it seems very probable, and I think I remember John uh, a factoid about John Quincy Adams believing in strange things like yeah, hollow earth I, theory. I, I, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, I knew exists. in American history, it's, it was very popular like, around yeah, that time. He believes the earth is hollow. But I, I, I didn't know that there was an actual, like, expedition mm. until I, I saw this thing. Yeah, what didn't Jules Verne come out with his journey to the center of the earth? That, that, was, like that was in the 1800s. Like, early 1800s. Well, that's inconsequential to the investigation. What's that even mean? So, is that your reasons? Yeah, that's just my reason. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Davis? So, hmm. Huh. We have all very unusual facts. I know mine is true. Because well, you, I know you mine say. is true. So I think it's Ivan's, though. Because, okay, so here's the thing. I got this gut instinct telling me. Same. That same. This, that this, same. That I this got medical procedure is very, uh, it seems. It seems too smooth. No, no, to not me. too smooth. No, it's whack. <laughs> it seems whack. It's whack. Well, the thing that bugs me about Ivan's story is that, one, a guy just submits himself who seems perfectly fine and who doesn't seem like a criminal at all. And well, was he a criminal? Well, there, there are reports that like, or do they not know? No, nah, it was a really weird dude. Like, uh, oh. a, little, a little weird in the head. Okay. So they yeah. pick up this weird dude that's weird in the head off the street and they subject him to this slow death. Yeah. Cause no, and then no he goes willing berserk. person would actually do that. Oh, wait, right. he said he was like, wait, wait, wait. But, and also, what about the other people who work there, like the nurses and like all the other like doctors? Would they like just agree to that? It's like, okay, 
we're gonna right. we're gonna do this crazy experiment on this dude, which isn't. Well, yeah, they were only name. told when they were like uh, there in the uh, the warehouse. Right. So they I didn't mean, know the until they actually started. Yeah, and there doesn't seem to be a key motivator for this experiment. Was he gonna make any money off this, or would he, because he's he one he's performing an unethical experiment, two. This this will probably not get him in any record books or any medical uh, books because got of him in history books. <laughs> got him in the history books, but not for good reasons. And well, yeah. So he seems he wants to do something benevolent in this story, but it'll reverse everything because it's done so unethically. So yeah, it will completely cause... completely m cause a moot point for anything that he does. Okay, let's vote. Um, so right to left. I'm guys. just gonna say I think Ivan's the faker. I think Bob is the faker. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Ivan, but I also think yours is fake. No! <laughs> okay, okay. So the truth comes out. After these fake. messages. After these messages, uh, first, I just want to thank Blue Tape for sponsoring us. We came a long way. Thank you, Blue Tape. I mean, you're amazing. So thank you to our listeners for listening to us this long. Please tell us on our Twitter or Instagram or in the comments below who you think is the faker. And... Hopefully, you know, we're going we're gonna to sort this out. We'll and it's gonna, find out the we're truth. We're going to find out the truth. Remember, you can't always, handle the truth. Always check your sources and watch your back. What? So, um, unanimous, <laughs> Ivan. Unanimous? We, we voted we all, we all I didn't vote for me. Yeah, but Because if I had known, I would have voted for me too because my stuff's <laughs> so fake. It's fake as balls, dude. Yes. Nobody would subject themselves to it, let alone would somebody actually like be allowed to do that. It's actually taken off a creepypasta back in 2004, <sighs> and it showed this uh, this guy who was like on, on a... Uh, on an operating table and there was a guy like you know he had those the, one of those little red uh little uh rubber hammers like he was tapping it on the back right right like it's a really grainy photo and then like it was telling this whole story and how the guy had been removed of all of his five senses and that he was like communicating with god and whatnot and so, and like uh the test subject after uh, all of his senses had been removed uh he said like oh god has left us and we're all gonna die and then the patient just straight up and dies like you know, it's on a, it's on Twitter or uh, no. Tumblr or whatever. It seemed like a creepypasta. Yeah, yeah I actually saw it on Snopes.com, a uh, fact-checking website, and they said it's actually totally fake. And the picture that they used for the creepypasta, it's actually a guy getting a spinal tap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a very <clears throat> convincing fib, honestly. It yeah, seems like yeah. some unethical doctor would perform that sort of surgery in the dark in that time of what the '60s, right? It was, yeah, the 50s, but it was based on a real person. There was an actual doctor that did uh, unethical testing. Yeah, right, for, so. for me, for me, it was like the story, it flowed, it flowed too well. It seemed yeah, too, like, too, like, too, yeah. it seemed like something straight out of a book or like something a, a, or like a TV show. Like, ah, yeah. oh, doctor does weird experiments, but he escapes, but then he gets killed and the other doctor also kills himself. <laughs> and then like oh so then that means we don't have like eyewitnesses but then there are eyewitnesses but then why would they follow along okay so join us next week and find out what other weird stories we've cooked up or we've found on the so there was podcast yeah and don't forget to like and subscribe <laughs> always check your sources and watch your back wait wait what and yeah but watch, watch your, your back, back. yeah